This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Life Made Better. We've got a super guest today, which is no other than the lovely Claire Webster. Claire has a degree in biomedical science and a diploma in clinical research. She's working as the oncology NHS lead at Pfizer, who many of you may recognize because obviously has been very much in the news recently because of the COVID vaccine. And she is very passionate about optimizing people's health and performance with plant-based nutrition. And as such, she supports individuals live a healthier, happier lifestyle via her urban business. And if that wasn't enough, because she is so passionate about all of that, she's also working on getting her gut health diploma. Claire, I don't know where you get the time to do all these and still being as lovely as you are. So thank you very much for being with us today. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, you know, our listeners would like to hear more about you and what has led you to do where you are today. What has your journey been? So tell us a little bit about it. Brilliant. Absolutely. So basically, as you said, I trained and got qualification in, in medical science, which is all pharmaceutical and drug side of, of medicine. And then did a diploma in research skills, working in a research organization, actually, ironically, working on cancer drugs at that time, but never did I know that's where I would kind of end up. Joined the pharmaceutical industry after I took a bit of time out and went traveling, lived in Australia, New Zealand, um, Canada, and a few little countries not working or living just in between on, on the route. And then kind of had a little word with myself and thought, I better go home and actually get something started. So I joined pharmaceutical industry in Pfizer that you've just referenced and lots of different kind of career paths within that organization. I've kind of got older and I'm in my 40s now. I got really interested in kind of more well-being and health and general, obviously being a scientist, really interested in, in cancer. And I, I, my career followed that route. I mean, I find it fascinating that one in two of us now get cancer 80% of those are lifestyle cancers. So it is directly things that we're putting on our skin, in our bodies that are directly affecting our health. So not just professionally, we got very passionate about that, but also having my son, who's now five, he had quite sensitive skin. They just get a bit of eczema around the back of his knees. I guess it was there, it was a natural progression that I really started to look and heighten that awareness about what is in our products um, because coming from a really highly regulated industry it just started to scare me I guess is the word about we have no idea generally as a population what what ingredients are in our cosmetics our supplements and our nutrition and it's perfectly acceptable to buy something off the internet or put that purple colored bubble bath in the bath because it looks amazing but I had a real kind of interest in using that science background I guess and that relative what we're putting on and in our skin connection to kind of really trying to understand more about that area and then I started using or being more aware of more natural clean products I guess and that's kind of how I, I fell into far more interest with our, with our barn and obviously clean cosmetics and botanical nutrition and cosmetics and, and supplements. 
so that's that's a bit of the journey yeah, amazing journey there and music to my ears and also I did uh health um diplomas and then I did nutrition at university and and sport and when my child again like you got really poorly with OCD and autoimmune I kind of then dug deeper about how important it was to really think about not just what we're putting in our mouth but what we're putting on our skin so Definitely. to hear that you say that 80 percent just of cancers are lifestyle I mean so many times when I talk to people they'll say to me oh but it's just genetics that I'm you know I'm not feeling great or why your daughter's like this but I know that since we've taken control of the things we can control she is had a 360 turnaround wow, that's amazing. and it was yeah and it was mostly through lifestyle of course it's like chicken and egg isn't it it's hard to see yeah. what is what you know was it psychological was it biological and coming it from both ends I think has been huge so yeah I think it's such an important message that you're giving us today and what would you say oh definitely what would you say to people um some of the simple kind of tips that they could be mindful about with their nutrition yeah, absolutely. The, I think bodies are meant to be in an alkaline state. They are happy. Our bodies are incredible things. You know, you think what we put them through on a daily basis, you know, not just with the shampoo, the conditioner, the makeup, the moisturizer, the deodorant, you know, those things that we put in our diets are not great in the Western world. We know we eat far too much sugar, far too much dairy, alcohol, gluten, all of those things are putting your body into an acidic state, which doesn't give your body the optimum ground to fight and repair itself and keep fit. So completely relate to your, you know, your interest there in, in fitness and health. We've got KC Nutrition Hub as well, which we deal with just kind of performance athletes and plant-based nutrition. But, you know, it's all about kind of getting your body into an alkaline state, giving it the optimum opportunity to repair itself. Because if you do that, your body nine times out of 10 is able to repair itself. A massive direction of that is this gut health direction. It's that awareness of, you know, it's known as our second brain now with the science in this area is exploding. So if you think of kind of a, a 10 lane highway, it's the easiest analogy. Eight of those lanes are going from your gut to your brain. Okay, there's only two that are coming back down. And a lot of that, linking that to that alkaline state, if we're putting in a lot of kind of, and don't get me wrong, I drink alcohol, I don't drink dairy, milk, but I, I have a weakness for cheese, but it's everything in moderation. You know, I'm 80% really conscious of what, what I'm doing and using in my body. Those, those things that are causing an acidic state cause an inflammation state in your body. And in, in certain terms can go on to cause something called leaky gut. So if you're continually kind of abusing and putting yourself into an acidic state, the toxins, if you like, a natural process of food breakdown are getting directly into your systemic system in your body. And they're causing lots of issues. We've talked about skin irritations, lots of acne, eczema, asthma, allergens, intolerances. And it, it's fascinating because there's a lot about cravings as well at the moment that's coming to the forefront but we are pretty much what we eat that old saying so if you think from a, a gut bacteria point of view we are more bacteria than we are cells okay so a craving basically comes from if you're feeding your gut something you produce more bacteria to digest and, and eliminate that food 
So they're in massive quantities. So those signals are going back up to your brain to say, there's loads of us, send us more of that down. And that in, in turn is a craving. You know, if you're eating loads of carbohydrates, for example, you're going to have loads of those bacteria that are digesting and, and utilizing that, that carbohydrate. Those cell signals are going straight back up to your brain saying, give me more of that. And that's what cravings are true. They do exist. We're more bacteria than we are cells. And actually that starts in pregnancy. So it, it's, it's quite fascinating. I find this area really interesting because actually your microbiome is kind of set up by the time you're kind of four or five and it starts in birth. So majority of people, I didn't, I had to have a section for medical reasons. But, um, and this is another reason I got quite interested because actually when you have a, um, a natural vaginal birth, that is the first exposure that the child has to natural bacteria and microbiomes. And actually in pregnancy, you produce more. So that exposure is great. And it's part of pressure, but there's no accident as well that in natural childbirth, you normally have a fecal movement as well, because that is the first exposure of that child. And there is actually evidence and more scientific evidence in, in there that say children that haven't had that natural vaginal birth have more links to skin irritations, intolerance, etc. So it's that's happening in the first few hours of life. What we're doing on a daily basis is so, so important. Aside from things like, you know, taking antibiotics knocks your gut microbiome out for two years. So you need to be putting that back in continually and looking after your gut. When, when you say that, Claire, as well, I'm just thinking, you know, the daughter I've got who's got allergies, autoimmune, OCD. I got an infection when she was six weeks old. So I had to have antibiotics and I was breastfeeding. I'm sure that those kind of things, you know, she had eczema, she got asthma, probably affected her health from early on. It's just that example of how important, you know, those little bits of bacteria in your body really, really are. And what I'd really suggest in, in adulthood, I mean, my journey evolved because I was really run down as well. I was exhausted. I was kind of an older mum with a young child back to work traveling a lot you know just really tired really run down and you get to a point don't you You think I've just got to start looking after myself a little bit here I'm sick of being tired I've got to to address this and to be honest that's where I kind of got into our kind of pinnacle plan which is 30 days to healthy living which is a program which is fully supported we can share information that later but it's basically an MOT for your body and it's not forever, but for a period of time, el eliminating those toxins. So the whole premise of the program is, you know, you do cut out dairy, you do cut out sugar, you cut out gluten, and you give your body everything it needs to completely detox and reset. And it's an incredible program. And that's how I came into Arbonne, not to do as a business at all, but for my own reset. And I did that program back to back for three months, and I have never felt so good. And I do it religiously still doesn't matter what program you are doing you know it's just that reset of your body so would you do that once a year is that I do it several times a year okay um yeah definitely um always at that kind of start of new year the first one is kind of fourth of January I do like seven day body cleanse which is a shorter version of it in week three we do the seven day body cleanse but you can do it anytime for me, again, I'm just a little bit tired, a little bit run down towards the end of the year. I can't wait for that break. So I'm giving myself a seven-day body cleanse, which is basically a lemon and ginger aloe choline drink. 
which is lovely and warm to drink. But I, I know it's kind of eliminating all those toxins, give me a reset to put them back all in over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'm getting my body in the optimum health you know, to do that. But what I'm loving hearing, and, and it, obviously there's so much meaty information in what you've just said, Claire, that I'm, I'm struggling to just focus on one thing because it's like, yeah, okay, hang on a minute. But there's a couple of things that I want to highlight because I think it is quite important. Like, you know, what you were mentioning about cravings, and I think many of us wouldn't necessarily have been aware that what you give to your body then is going to demand more of. I, for once, actually thought it was the other way around. Like, it's something that my body's lacking of, therefore it's asking me to have it. I thought that's where the cravings were coming from. So to then hear that actually you have the power to train your body to accept and crave healthier stuff. Yeah. It is yeah. something that it is is great news because it means, not just from a diet perspective, especially that, you know, when you say, and I'm feeling like, low on energy I'm feeling sluggish I'm feeling to know that you can actually train your body to feel better yeah absolutely that is fantastic news and I think that's something brilliant but also if we link it back because obviously 2020 has been the year where either what you knew has gone out of the window (laughs) (laughs) or you've thrown your health out of the window in a way because it's not rare to chat to people and kind of say like look because of lockdown I'm finding I'm doing more trips to the fridge these days and kind of social distance from the fridge exactly (laughs) I'm falling more for like let's just have a quick sandwich because I can't be bothered to be cooking a nutritious meal Uh, you know, it is not so irregular to be hearing those things. So would you say that 2020 and the lifestyle that is brought with it has affected our approach in the way we see nutrition or in our approach to healthy eating? Yeah, I think 2020 has definitely kind of turned everything on its head, hasn't it? And um, I think people have kind of fallen into a couple of camps. They've either kind of gone, oh, well, this won't last long. I'm just going to be a bit of a couch potato and um, not socially distanced from the fridge and I'll get back to the gym and I'll do whatever you know it'd be fine it's almost a little bit of a foot up time or those that have gone the other extreme completely and just been it's a lot easier to exercise all the time because I'm not traveling so much with work and you know actually it's a real opportunity to kind of address my health and well-being and my personal development I'm going to do this course or because I've got more time but I think 2020 has massively turned things on its head and I think One, it's raised awareness of the importance of our health. Viruses have been on the planet a lot longer than humans, and they are going to be on the planet a lot longer than humans. And they're tough little cookies, you know, they will become resistant, they'll they'll move on. But I think the awareness of what we can do for, you know, we are all most responsible to ourselves, and our personal responsibility is to ourselves. And you are personally responsible for your own health and wellness and I think there is an awareness of that because there is things that you can do to support your health and well-being in something like 2020 and everything we faced so yes we know that you know more vulnerable people more comorbidities at one end of the spectrum are going to be more compromised on the other end of the spectrum your elite athletes that are pushing their body every day to their absolute maximum so all their energy is going into repair they often have really reduced immune systems as well. So the one thing that people can really grab hold of and do something about is their own immune system. And I think people have become really aware that actually, 
I can do something about this. There's a little bit tripling through the media about the importance of something like vitamin D. It's so important. And that mental well-being to get out, get some sunlight, get some fresh air, challenge your brain, be healthy. And the one thing that we can do in even something like a global pandemic is you can focus on your own health and well-being. We are responsible for what we put in and on our bodies and you can boost your own immune system, which is the most important thing that we can do. Mm. I do feel that some people are so confused though because there's so much different things that come out, you know, intermittent fasting, ketosis, you know, there's so much and I think people give up yeah and I think what would be your basic message for people to say from the everyday people that are living and want to make it easy what would you say to them yeah I think there is so much out there and everybody will have their own opinion on stuff there is no quick fix you know it, health and is an investment and and you've got to to put that in yeah you can do a 37 day cleanse or a 30 day to healthy living plan but that is actually supported with a nutrition a dietitian all your recipes and and a support group there's no quick fix that just makes you lose the weight or become healthy overnight it's a continual process and there's lots of options so there's an element of you've got to choose what's right for you that you will stick at and do and every medical scientist or celebrity will have a different opinion on on which thing is right but I think it just comes back to a bit of common sense really has the thing that you're eating been alive is it full of nutrients is it going to serve you or not serve you we've just moved into a society that eats far too much processed food far too much sugar you know my son who's five will put a dinner on his plate he never has a meal without something which has lived on it like a vegetable or you know we grew his own vegetables this year it's that it's that education from really young on and we'll we'll say at five you know what is the healthiest thing on your plate and he'll go the green thing or the orange thing why is it healthy because it's got lots of color it's got lots of vitamins it's got lots of nutrients there's always going to be loads of noise out there about the best diet, the quick plan. The, the 30 days plan is not a diet. People will lose weight on it because basically your toxins are stored in fat. So when you eliminate the toxins, the fat cells aren't, aren't needed, but it's not a diet. And we, we don't talk about it as a diet at all. It's a health plan. There's no quick fit diet that's going to work long term. It is that daily continual mindful awareness of what we're using on and in our bodies yes and what I'm hearing is just you know eat as natural as possible is would be a really easy way to start yeah instead of anything that's processed and eliminate those things that are going to cause inflammation sugar <laughs> sugar sugar and, and actually what's worse than sugar is artificial um, sweeteners mm. and things mm-hmm. your body actually knows how to get rid of sugar and how to eliminate it you know artificial sweeteners your body has got absolutely no way how to how to get rid of it and again i'm a bit more like you know if you're going to eat butter and things eat butter if you're going to eat margarine it's one molecule away from plastic you could leave that open in your garage and rats wouldn't eat it you know why are you putting that in your body that's a great thing to tell people (laughs) yeah but you know something that's natural something that's lived you can't go far wrong i think what you said as well that colorful plate is a really easy way of thinking is it colorful and natural yeah is it beige is it has it got any nutrients in it at all yeah Mm. Yeah. And what I love hearing, because is, as you know, Flo also pointed out, is that 
easy bit. It's like no rocket science. If you're having something on your plate that looks colorful, that looks like it has had a life, then you know that you're on the right track. But obviously, you know, playing devil's advocate, and it would be great to hear your, your take on this, Claire. There's plenty of people that would go and say, yeah, but I don't have the time to go to the shops and buy fresh food every day. Or I only shop uh, twice a month, so the vegetables are not going to last that long. Now, obviously, we've heard people like Jamie Oliver, for example, you can buy that stuff and either freeze it or buy it already yeah. frozen and it will still be a better option than just oh, cracking open a bag of crisps so how true is that just to you know even make it even more yeah. accessible and easy <laughs> for the people listening to us definitely i mean i mean we we pretty much bulk buy everything and we we bulk cook as well so we are so so busy my husband runs his own business i work full-time i do our bond i'm doing a gut health diploma on personal development all the time. I think it takes longer in a way to think about what you're going to eat. I mean, eating fresh and cooking from scratch is, is pretty easy. And we buy in bulk, we freeze a lot and we cook in bulk and freeze that as well. So yeah, I, you know, we, we're very fortunate where we live. We've got lots of farmers markets and things that we, we, we buy from. But you can freeze vegetables. I mean, I think I went bonkers at Halloween with pumpkins. I ended up making pumpkin soup. This freezer is still full of pumpkin lasagna and things like that. I mean, how cheap is a pumpkin? Yeah. It's like super mm. cheap. I just think it's not, not knowing sometimes, isn't it? Because I'm the same as you. We, we make like two big meals a week and we freeze it. So we've always got something that you know you can get out quickly yeah I think you touched on it uh, earlier as well Fleur with you know the awareness about and the bit that I'm really fascinated in at the moment and still really kind of learning in this area is is we know the importance of gut health with our you know our skin with any allergies with intolerance and the eating you know our soils in in western society as well are really depleted so an orange 20 years ago, the vitamin C in there is different than an orange now, or, or you know, what's in our soil is, is really depleted. So there, there is a massive need to supplement as well. You're just not going to get everything that you need from natural foods. Obviously, totally endorse that, but decent supplements as well. The one thing that I find really, really fascinating is the link from kind of gut health to stress and our moods and our well-being there's a lot more information coming out about this i mean 80 percent of our immune system comes from our gut which we know 70 percent of your serotonin which is your feel-good hormone also comes from your gut and again this goes back to kind of childhood so when you're a child or an infant and you're hungry you're sending brain messages going i'm really uncomfortable something's hurting and you have an instant kind of gratification or satisfaction when you eat so there's an immediate kind of connection between gut and brain from really really small okay and then so that goes on and develops massively and we, we know that people who've got leaky gut um, syndrome and have poor gut health and their poor microbiome it is more linked to mental health issues depression etc and that all comes back to that microbiome in your stomach and that fascinates me we know that people your cortisol levels your stress levels associated with your gut the whole homeostasis of its gut regulating what your body needs and those messages that are going up to your brain rather than mm -hmm. the other way around yeah that fascinates sorry sorry it fascinates me too because at the moment i'm doing a neuroscience course and we're learning you know when that nervous system is out 
how people can access all areas of their brain, which is exactly what happens when we're not putting the right food in and hence the, the higher levels of anxiety and depression because the brain Definitely. is just not functioning. No, exactly. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think it's so important as well because I wasn't until, I want to say recently, aware of how much impact what you eat has in the way that you feel, not just from a I'm looking good perspective, but properly like feeling emotions, mm. yes. but also in the way that your brain works. And I give a, a personal example, as you guys know, and our listeners, because we've said it, I just moved to a new house and we still have builders around and fixing things. So quite recently, we were out of a kitchen for, you know, mm. three days or kind of a week. So we couldn't cook, we couldn't use microwaves, we couldn't do like anything. So it kind of meant that all that we could eat was fast food, anything that we yeah. could buy out. It doesn't help when restaurants and cafes are closed as well exactly. because you can't even go out for a meal. <laughs> and I cannot tell you at the end of those days when all we could eat was like Indians or fish and chips or a McDonald's, things like that, because it was the only things kind of available. At the end of those days, I was feeling extra tired, like super sluggish. I was like more moody, no, like so bubbly as I normally am. And to be honest, because I just accepted that that was the reality and what we had to do, you didn't even question that that is to do with the diet that you've been having just recently. So even sometimes, even if we think we are aware, we can sometimes get sort of carried away with the situation. So it's just, if anything, to put into perspective and bring even more awareness, that can be the reason why some of you listening to us today are feeling a bit more moody, are feeling a bit down, are feeling not so crisp or not so creative. It all boils down. Brain fog. Mm-hmm. massively associated with yeah. toxins and yeah absolutely so if you haven't done that check look at what you've been eating recently and also another thing that came up for me I was craving by the end of that week a salad just a normal salad <laughs> yeah. I wanted something fresh and leafy and I couldn't just access my fridge to get it again pay close attention to what your body is signaling you because chances are it's telling you what you are somehow needing definitely and you know I'm massively passionate about just educating people about gut health but also about what is in their products my kind of rule of thumbs with that sometimes yes it it varies it changes we all have holidays Christmas is coming up where we're going to indulge but you know basically I'd go if it's natural if it's going to serve you do it if it's botanical use it if you're buying things products which we all are using you know i'm not going to give up washing my hair ever but i'm going to choose a botanical product um, which has got clean standards and it's been developed by experts whether it's nutrition cosmetics or supplements or makeup and for me it has to be from a company that's been scientifically tested independently as well so it's the com- it's other companies outside the company that you're buying it from that independently test that and says it is completely transparent with the ingredients that are on there and you know what you're getting and that with our bond you can trust that you know i can trust it as a scientist that i don't have to think about everything so wherever it is and however you're you're choosing your your things just they're my kind of top tips 
for, for how to choose what you're putting on and in your body. I think that's so useful. And thank you for letting us know that because I think so many of us are confused with marketing and what is actually natural. And to know that Arbonne are what they say they are is, uh, is fantastic news because, you know, it is easy to get now, isn't it? There's mm-hmm. a lot, lots of different companies that pop up like this. I want a 40-year-old legacy company mm-hmm. that only are a word-of-mouth company. So fundamentally, if their products weren't outstanding, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't exist. Last. Yeah. And they right. will never pay for a celebrity endorsement as well. So you'll never see a celebrity paid to advertise Arbonne. It's amazing the because there is quite yeah. a lot of people selling it now. So it is easily available, yes. isn't mm. it? So fascinatingly though it's all direct selling and the uk direct selling market is like 5.9 million so it's changed to going back to lucia's question the way that we consume and the way that we buy has massively changed this year we would go to normally a hairdresser's or a restaurant because it's been recommended by somebody that we know and trust direct selling is is a massive business now because of that and it's recommendations of things but also if you think of like your massive department stores and the kind of outlays that they have with the you know even to the lady with the tabard on the counter you know and the advertising that goes with that the building the distribution costs all of that doesn't exist with direct selling so yeah. you know not necessarily for me but people make a very good kind of business out of this but you know for me it's the products and and the personal development that you get with the organization as well Mm. thank you so um you've been so interesting today and i think we could probably talk to you all day i'm sorry that we we can't (laughs) not at all it's been wonderful thank you so what is what is the um one question that we you wished we had asked you that we haven't I guess we've talked quite a bit about our own well-being and our own kind of growth and personal development. So I guess what do I do for personal development, I I suppose, other than what am I doing for Christmas, which isn't that (laughs) exciting, to be honest. (laughs) So, yeah, probably what, you know, what what do I do for personal development, I guess, because we're responsible for that ourselves as well as our, our health. So what do you do, Claire? Let us know. <laughs> so read, I, you know, I'm really engaged with reading again. So things like the bug in your brain or, you know, working with the law or miracle morning. Got to get up. You've got to set your day right. It's got so much more into kind of research and development, you know, asking it's given. So this whole research into your mental kind of state and how right and connected that is to one, not only set your day, but how you kind of manifest the, the things that you want in life. And generally, I guess to sum it up really, really succinctly, you know, being in a place of gratitude. So if you're grateful for what you've got and what you have in your life, rather than thinking what you haven't got, and what you're lacking, that to me is, is really, really important. Mm, coming yeah. from coming from a place of abundance because what you yes. what you focus on is what you get off so if you're waking up and saying Definitely. I don't have such and such instead of saying I'm so grateful because I've got this thing and the other then that takes a different spin Very. and there's lots of science research now to show isn't it that it actually reprograms the brain just saying three things you're grateful for before you sleep affirmations and, and gratitude yeah. which as a scientist is quite you know it's a little bit it seems woo-woo totally get it <laughs> yeah but it doesn't now with the MRI scans I think because I'm a scientist no. as well yeah I think we can we can, we can we can see the evidence now so we're okay yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the seeds that you're planting in your brain isn't it and and I think as you were saying with the gut like you know I, I was 
well you know with that metaphor that you said if, if you think about a 10 lane and to think that eight of those go from the gut to the brain but to know that you can feed that pipeline and the thoughts act in a very similar way, whatever you put in that lane that goes straight to the brain, that's what is going to take on and run away as this is the truth. So if what you feed in, if, if the car that you're driving in that is one telling you, this is marvelous, this is fantastic, let's do more of that then you stand a far better chance at being happier and healthier. So Claire, do you meditate as well? Do you, is that part of your... Yeah, I struggle a bit with meditation. I, I, do, I do really try and I do because I'm, I'm a, I get up every day and I'll exercise at kind of half six. Well, not every day, but six days a week. And I still need a cuddle morning with Joseph on some mornings that we're not getting up and just being manic. So I exercise every day and I love, not to advertise, but Les Mills Body Balance. And I, at the moment, you know, the gyms are closed. So my gym is evidently closed for a very long time because it's connected to a school. So, you know, I've just literally gone on, on demand with, but I absolutely love body balance. And to answer your question, the best bit of that is the meditation bit at the end <laughs> when my body is kind of absorbing all the goodness from the energy and, the, you know, selfishly, I love that. I do struggle and I need to, you know, practice more with this to get myself into that state to be able to meditate but I massively believe in the benefits of it as well. But that's work in progress. Yeah, we're all well, we've all got stuff to work on, haven't we? But there's so much brain science with that now and how that yeah. helps with the stress in the gut and being able to access all parts of your brain. So that's why I was interested to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no, that, that's something, that could be my 2021 goal to really nail that one. <laughs> yeah, new girls can help. Well, funny, Claire, I didn't sleep at all until I learned to meditate. I had a real problem with sleeping. So that's why I really love the benefits of it. I think once you see something that's changed you completely, yeah, you're, you're sure. fully bought in. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It does make wonders. And uh, Flair, you're going to love this bit, but I've got a four year old and last night it was a very manic night because the lights went off and they are scared of the dark so that meant that since 3 a.m the whole house has been up and running but funnily enough the only thing that got my four-year-old back to sleep was a children meditation she is very much into these days we started doing it maybe a couple of weeks ago so i i introduced her to meditation so we did it one night she loved it and even last night she was the one saying mommy can we do the meditation so that is how powerful it is that even a four-year-old is recognizing the power of it (laughs) it's amazing amazing yeah. yeah absolutely So Claire has been absolutely lovely to have you on the show with us. I think definitely quite a lot of food for thought when this uh, is going to be January. And I know that you said that you're going to kick off with a plan in January with the January 4th, if anybody wants to join me, or if you girls do. Yeah, do yeah. well, definitely, definitely be on, on that boat. So uh, we will pop some links in the comments for anybody wanting to join you in there. But would you let us know how people can find you so they hear it from you as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a number of, of options there. We have my company with Arbonne is Best of You. So you can find me on Instagram, Best of You UK. I'm on general Facebook page, Best of You. I have a private client page. So so if you are a client and my 24-7 kind of as much as social media allows, respond and support. So I have a client page there. 
but Lucia, I'm welcome. You can put in, in your groups my, my personal contact details as well with my email and, and phone number. So ha- happy to connect. And if I can help, even if it's just education at this point, that's absolutely fine. And we also have KC Nutrition Hub as well, which is more for kind of people that are quite serious about athletes and, you know, the difference between things like plant-based protein and vegan protein and, and whey protein, things like that. So we keep that group separate for kind of more performance athletes or people that are quite serious about their athletes. So again, the same media channels on, on there. That sounds amazing. Can you sum up in one sentence how you've made your life better? Oh, how I've made my life better. I think part of it is that personal development, prioritizing my health and being happy. Oh, well, I love that. <laughs> From the happiness coach. As a happiness coach, I couldn't have loved that any better. So that <laughs> oh, was... yeah, that wasn't planned. But, you know, it is that mindset, isn't it? You wake up every day. If you, you have that mindset, you can't go far wrong. No, totally not. So Claire, thank you very much for being with us today. I think it's been a lovely chat. I'm definitely walking away with a couple of things that I want to improve. And you will definitely be hearing from me about being healthier. For anybody listening, uh, obviously we'll pop the the ways in which you can reach out to Claire in the comments. And thank you so much for listening to us and joining us for one more week. As I said, when this is, is going to be January. So happy new year for everybody. Let's make 2021 the best year yet. And please do share the podcast with anybody listening that you think will benefit from hearing us. Subscribe so you get alerted and they let you know when a new episode goes up and please keep coming back to us leave us a review show us some love and share the love and we hope to see you again next week have a good one